This is Laura Lummer, the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach. I'm a healthy lifestyle coach, a clinical Ayurveda specialist, a personal trainer, and I'm also a breast cancer survivor. In this podcast, we talk about healthy thinking and mindfulness practices, eating well, moving your body for health and longevity, and we'll also hear from other breast cancer survivors who have re-engaged with life and have incredible stories to share. This podcast is your go-to resource for getting back to life after breast cancer. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Lummer, and I have a very special show for you today with a very special guest today. But before I introduce you to her, I want to bring up some important facts because January is National Cervical Cancer Awareness Month. And cervical cancer is the second most common cancer affecting women. Yeah, you guessed it. Breast cancer is the first. And skin cancer is right up there, but skin cancer affects everybody. So specific to females, breast and cervical cancer. So if you're listening to this show, I'm going to go ahead and put money on the fact that you either have had or do have breast cancer and you're a woman. So we need to be aware of these facts because it's really important that we understand how to take care of ourselves and some of the risk factors. So here's a couple of quick facts about cervical cancer. So cervical cancer is one of those cancers that is caused commonly by a virus. And that virus is HPV, human papilloma virus. Some cancers are not caused by virus or bacteria, but it's important to understand that some are. And because cervical cancer is caused by HPV or can be, can be caused by HPV, it's really important that you get regular pap smears because Regular pap smears can decrease a woman's chances of developing cervical cancer by five times. So that's important because abnormal cells can be detected, HPV can be detected, and then it can be treated and watched very closely before the time passes that will allow it to progress into becoming cancer. Women who smoke are two times more at risk for cervical cancer than women who don't smoke. So it's important to understand taking care of your health on that level as well. Use of contraceptives can be a factor in cervical cancer, as can sexually transmitted infections like chlamydia and herpes. So we want to be very aware of the risks of cervical cancer and make sure that you're getting regular pap smears Now, there is a vaccination for HPV, which is something especially you want to encourage your daughters or the younger women in your life to get out there and get that HPV vaccination. And that is also something that can help to reduce your risk of cervical cancer. So because we are talking about cervical cancer, And because I have a sister who is a survivor of cervical cancer, I have asked her to be a guest on today's show. And I did it, and this is my sister, Christy. I didn't invite Christy to be a guest just because she was a cervical cancer survivor, but I invited her to be a guest because what we're going to talk about today 
is kind of with this whole theme that's been going on over the month of January of creating the life that you want. And when we're talking about creating the life that you want and the impact that surviving cancer has on your desire to create that life, we have to look at some of the things that are going on with what's in our life, how we think about our life, how we think about ourselves. And we can go back to some previous podcasts and also talk about how we structure our life, right? So these other, these last two podcasts for January will give you some information on setting up a system for success. But today is really focused on one important fact, and that is the clutter you have in your mind and the things you think about yourself that holds you back from creating the life that you want. And I know Christy has worked a lot, as I have over the years, to overcome these things and to surround ourselves with other people who are very focused on overcoming those thought patterns that keep you stuck and hold you back from creating the life that you want. So without making you wait any longer, I am going to introduce you to my baby sister, Christy, and we're going to hear some insights from her also from her experience with cervical cancer to just elevate that awareness a little more before we dig into this topic. All right, here we go. Christy, thank you for coming back for the second time that you're a guest on the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach podcast. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. So I just talked a little bit about cervical cancer being that January is the Cervical Cancer Awareness Month and talked about some statistics and how especially cervical cancer is the second most common cancer affecting women, which is huge. And I wonder, you know, what was your experience or what insight might you have for women, not even just for themselves, but for their daughters and their mothers and their sisters? What would you tell people that you've learned from from your experience and from your diagnosis? Well, I mean, so this month for me actually is a year. Um, January 10th was a year since my diagnosis. So that's kind of ironic that it's the month of cervical cancer too, cervical cancer awareness. But Mm -hmm. For me, I I mean, like, you know, you and I have talked about it prior that it happened so fast for me. I I went in, had my annual pap, which I wasn't faithful with having yearly. And I had Mm -hmm. gone almost, I was almost at a three-year mark when I had it. And, and that's how I how old are you? And how old were you at that time, Christy? I was 47. 47. Okay. Yeah. So that's, I went in and just, you know, annual pap got the results and found out that I had cervical cancer and not what I was expecting to hear. I mean, no, no sign of anything, you know, Mm -hmm. no bleeding, no pain, nothing. So Mm -hmm. I was fortunate enough to just have surgery and have a hysterectomy, which everybody should have a hysterectomy. I say that every time. It's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Why is it amazing? No more periods. It's amazing. (laughs) Uh, but um, I know I'm crazy but um, yeah I mean I would just suggest like staying on top of it and now I am with my daughter too I mean even with my OBGYN who's one of my very good friends it was a year ago that she diagnosed me and she was like I need to get in and get my pap and just Mm. a week ago she's like I finally made my appointment because Mm -hmm. in life we're just so busy right I mean Mm -hmm. we're busy we all have jobs and 
kids and family and it needs to be a priority. It needs to be something that is on your calendar that you have set that you get your checkups. Yeah. And I think that's a really good point that you made that you didn't have any symptoms. You were completely asymptomatic yet you had the tumor on the cervix. You had also had spread into the uterus. So it doesn't have to I mean, cancer doesn't have to be symptomatic to be present. And oftentimes by the time it becomes symptomatic, that's because it's really progressed really far. Absolutely. Right? So that's right. why we have our well women checks. And for many, many people listening to the show, well, for me, I didn't, mine wasn't found at a well woman check, but I did find the lump myself. But just taking care of our bodies in that way and being very diligent about our health and our wellness making ourselves a priority and treating ourselves with that sense of importance and priority. It's okay to take a day off because you have to go get a pap smear if that's what has to happen. Right. It, yeah, it's important absolutely. enough. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then you can have lunch and a margarita after. <laughs> There's that too. <laughs> but actually, so this opens us up. I think it's a good segue into what we're really talking about. So the first podcast of January, we talked, I talked about, setting up a system, having a process for achieving your goals. Because if you just say, I'm going to achieve this goal, it's never going to happen. You've got to sit back, spend some time, create a process, and take baby steps towards the achievement of that. And then I talked about how you can, how important exercise is and how you set up that process for a regular physical movement, a physical activity program in your life. So for me, this show is an extension of that because we're going to talk about how you sometimes have to let things go to allow new things in. And I think it's a great topic for the first of the year, but I also think it's a great topic for being survivors and for finishing cancer treatment, transitioning back into life, having a different perspective, having been through that experience, and maybe wanting to create something new in your life, whatever that might be, whether it's an exercise program or a business or, you know, a travel portfolio or whatever mm -hmm. it might be. But you sometimes have to let things go to allow new things in, right? It's like Absolutely. if your house, if your house is all a clutter and I mean, we've all seen that show hoarders, right? If, if everything is full and messy, we feel like the feng shui just isn't right. You know, the energy around you isn't right. You need to have things cleaned up. You need to have things orderly. And it's the yeah. same kind of thing in your mind and in your life as a whole. If there's things that are holding you back and we're going to talk about one thing in particular, and they're, they're just, not just keeping you stuck, but I guess filling a space in your life. But you want this other thing that's really great and exciting and wonderful. You want to feel happy. You're not feeling happy. Is there something you have to get rid of, let go of, to allow and create that space in your life for happiness to come in? So I'll, as a cancer survivor, I know when I finished treatment, I had that shift in perspective from I've got all the time in the world to, holy shit, I could be dead tomorrow. I got to get mm -hmm. on this. I got to make my life happen like now, yes. because now is all I have in life. And I made a decision to start a business that served and supported breast cancer survivors. 
But in order to make that business happen, there was a lot of stuff I had to let go of. There was a lot of my social life I had to let go of. There was a lot of things I like to spend money on that I had to re-budget and spend money on my business and invest in it to make it happen. And you and I, Christy, have talked a lot about this as well. When you start to create something in your life, you need that support system around you of people who are open to change, right? Who are supportive of change. And so sometimes creating the life you want means taking an inventory of where you're at and letting go of things that are clogging up that space that is preventing you from allowing the things to flow into your life that you want. So when I, you went through a lot in 2019, (laughs) so you're diagnosed with cancer in the beginning of January and you went through that process of like, we all do, you're thrown into this world. And what does that terminology mean? And that, and what cut this out and get this out. And what does it mean? And, you know, waiting for all the diagnostics. But after that and getting back to life, what do you think? What is, how did that impact you in the sense of looking at what you wanted your life to be like? And what did you have to let go of to allow that energy to flow in your life? Well, I, I mean, I'll just be really open and honest. I mean, obviously, you know, everything I went through, I mean, you're my sister, but yeah, I know, but <laughs> no one else does. <laughs> so I'll just share because I am an open book, but prior to being diagnosed, my marriage was definitely on the rocks. Mm-hmm. And so when I did get the diagnosis to me, I was just like, seriously, like one more thing that I have to handle right now, because I had so much on my plate mm-hmm. with my marriage falling apart and it was caught so early and I just had the mindset of this is going to be a speed bump for me. I'm just going to get through this. There's no way God is going to leave my kids in my exes now. (laughs) There's just no way. Although we love him still, he's a good person. But we know how to turn on a podcast. He'll never listen to this. Okay, (laughs) So that's what we're talking about. Yeah. And I do love him very much still. But what I'm saying is, um, you know, it just, to me, I kind of, like I've shared with you prior to is I didn't even feel like I had cancer. I just like got a diagnosis, had surgery done. Mm -hmm, And then I had mm -hmm. to take care of all these other things. But I mean, I did, I did have it. I did hear those words. I did cry. I did think, holy crap, it's going to happen. I mean, I've already had two siblings that have had cancer. Like nobody else in our family is going to get it. What? No, I have it. You know, this Mm -hmm. is crazy, Mm -hmm. but definitely once it was done, I was very aware of my situation even more so. And exactly what you were talking about earlier about having to get rid of that negative energy and the clutter that surrounds us and the house where we were living, it was chaos. It, mm-hmm. You know, my husband just had a lot of friends over people in and out of the house and I could never progress in my business. I could never grow and learn because I was just constant chaos. Like I didn't belong anywhere in that house. Mm-hmm. And I did have to give up a lot and I had to make the decision that, you know what, this isn't working for me, not just, and I had to set a better example for my children that this isn't the way that we should be living. We need to have calm and peace. And, and it was hard. I gave up a lot. I mean, I 
walked away or left a you know 23 year relationship i left the home that we built together mm -hmm. and i had to go back to full-time work that i had stopped doing for three years and put my business i was building on the back burner mm -hmm. but in the end i mean the happiness that i feel now is incredible you know and i mean it's hard it's hard what i've gone through but i wouldn't change it and i see the changes in my kids and and the progress and it's just it's a lot of fear it's a lot of fear that holds us back and on the other side of fear is growth you know mm -hmm. and and i it just it definitely opens my eyes to just making these changes and being a better person and living for me because this is my life it's not my husband's life it's not my kids life it's mine and mm -hmm. if inside i'm not happy things need to change mm -hmm. and i did have to give up a lot going back to work full time i mean you know i had i was working out like crazy i didn't get to work out two days a week i mean you know i had a or two times a day is what i want to say not two times a week but two times a day and uh -huh. my, my lunches with my girlfriends and the flexibility you know i'm back to nine to five mm -hmm. and so now my workouts are at 5 45 like we were up you know doing spin class this morning 5 45 horrible spin class. <laughs> spin class is awesome it is good but man gets me. <laughs> but you have to make those changes and and making the transition of leaving my relationship and getting into my own place and decorating my own place you know it's it's a lot of work and just within this last month i've really been like okay i need my workout back in so what am i going to do it needs to be on a schedule it needs to be in my calendar and things have to happen in order to make it work mm -hmm. so and sometimes we have to give up that glass of wine in the evening to be able to get up early to get in the workout before the day starts and you're absolutely right and that's something i've been working on too because yeah through all this transition there's definitely been some nights where um alcohol has won and in the morning i wake up and i'm like oh yeah there's no way i'm working out right now you know yeah yeah so yeah that's been a transition too <laughs> yeah yeah well i mean you know who doesn't we love to come home and and oftentimes we come into routines and habits and yeah. that habit might be i come home and i like to sit down and have a glass of wine or a couple glasses of wine or whatever and visit with the family and so then when we say, oh, I can't get up early, I'm too tired to get up, if that is a habit, uh, then it's something to look at and say, if I eliminated that during the week, would I be able to create an exercise routine earlier Absolutely. in the morning? Absolutely. You know, some of those things. But I think I want to touch on to make sure that uh, all the listeners know that we're not encouraging everybody to go out and file for divorce. Oh my uh, that God, was, no. that was <laughs> That was my own personal story. That was your experience, right. But, but no, it's a very good point you're making. And in, in your case, that was your experience and you knew that the dynamics in that relationship were very crushing. And in order to lift that burden and feel some lightness, you had to make that change. So, you know, talking about moving into a new year, creating a life that you want, that's not always easy. When you make that change, that's very hard and painful. This is a person you care about a lot. Um, yeah, I still do. I yeah. still do. Right. And mm -hmm. you put a lot of effort into making sure it's a positive experience for everyone involved. But right. you also had to tolerate judgment, right? Other people judging that decision. And Absolutely. 
your life and how are you going to, you know, judging your finances and all of those things. So mm-hmm. I think it's important that we acknowledge when we want to set goals, create systems, create change in our life it is never easy. And I mentioned this quote to you a little earlier, Christy, but there's um, the Tibetan monk Thich Nhat Hanh has this quote that I love. And it says, to be beautiful means to be yourself. Yes. You don't need to be accepted by others. You need to accept yourself. Yes. And I want to talk about that because I think one of the biggest clutters and one of the most difficult things to overcome is the way we think about ourselves and accepting ourselves. And I especially think as for breast cancer survivors with the change in your body as a cervical cancer survivor, you know, you had to have a lot of surgery. You had to have all your female parts removed and be on hormone therapies. Now you were older and already had your children, but for people who haven't, that can be very traumatic as well. Absolutely. So it's important that we work on that mindset So when I say creating space in your life for positive things to flow, I don't just mean in your house, in your closet, giving away your old shoes. I mean in your head, in the way you think about yourself and judge yourself. So I hear this all the time. And Christy, you are a stylist. I know you hear this all the time. So something that really, really bothers me, and I've talked about it before on the show, is when I hear a breast cancer survivor say, well, I'll never find a relationship again. Who's going to love me now? Mm-hmm. Um, in November, I did um, the Cancer Survivor Show on Jubilee Media. And one of the young women in that show was asked, she's a single woman, and she was asked by a man, well, who's going to want to be in a relationship with you now that you're damaged goods? Oh, God. Yeah, infuriating. Right. Oof, but yeah. the sad thing is not what he said, cause he's just a dipshit, but that <laughs> a lot of women, we do that to ourselves. We think that about ourselves. Mm-hmm. So I want to hear from your experience. You work with women all the time. You're a stylist. You teach people how to dress. You sell great clothes that I have a closet full of. <laughs> and let's talk about that. How do you help women get past some of these common beliefs of, I don't deserve that because I'm 10 pounds I'm, overweight. I was just going to say that. Um, Cause yeah. I'm 10 pounds too heavy right now. I'm on a diet. I'm not going to buy this size pair of pants. Cause I don't like the way that I feel right now. Mm-hmm. And I just always say like, don't you need to feel good where you are right now in your life? I mean, none of us know if we're going to have tomorrow, none of us. Right. So mm-hmm. you, you want to wear a pair of pants that are too tight and that you can barely breathe in, or would you rather put on a pair of pants that you're comfortable fit you well, and you feel good about yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just, you have to be comfortable where you are. I mean, you know, I had lost a lot of weight and I've put it back on, mm-hmm. but like talking about what I like have gone through this last year and getting rid of negative energy in my life. I feel so much more confident in myself, even that, though I'm bigger. And now I have these six scars across my stomach, which when I came out of surgery, I'm like, really? Like, <laughs> isn't there like a bikini line rule? Like, what is this? You know, like it's so high above yeah. my belly button. And, you know, this summer I was like worried about it too. I'm like, I have these scars across my stomach, but you know what? It's, it's me. It's what's mm-hmm. happened to me. And 
I just, I can't let it go. I can't let those things drag me down. And I hear just the other day I was talking to somebody and I was telling her, oh, when you get those clothes, I want you to take a picture of yourself and I'm going to post you on my Instagram. And right away the comment was, oh, nobody wants to see me and my frizzy hair and my pimply face. And I'm like, no, stop stop why why do we need to say negative things like you're a beautiful person you're health healthy happy you make me laugh all the time like let's talk about those things i mean that is so important to be comfortable in our own skin no matter where we are this is all we have today mm -hmm. is it and so you know constantly just beating ourselves up you're never going to grow you're never going to learn you have to be confident in just who you are mm -hmm. Yeah, and accepting and going back to that quote and going back to the idea of clearing the clutter. Yes. We have to clear the clutter every single day. So think about that because you clean your house. Unfortunately, it's going to be a mess in a couple of days if you don't keep putting your stuff away every time you come home. Absolutely. It's the same with our minds. It is a constant work in progress. It is a daily effort to wake up and say oh whatever my hair doesn't you know look great today so what your hair looks fine messy hair is the thing now it's a trend you, you know mm -hmm. who cares but looking at yourself in a way where you see that beauty in you and you acknowledge it's kind of like thinking about the difference between what i can do versus what i can't do right mm -hmm. so we could all sit here and look at what's not great about us and get stuck in thinking i don't deserve a better life i don't deserve to wear nice clothes i don't deserve to spend money on myself i don't deserve a nice supportive partner in my life because i've had my breasts removed or i can't have children anymore or any of these things and we have to stop valuing ourselves on just the appearance of a physical body and the self-doubt that most of the time isn't even true Right. Well, I just think if, if your girlfriend said that to you, like, I don't deserve, I don't deserve to be in a relationship because I, you know, I had to have my breast removed. Wouldn't you be like, are you kidding me? Like you're a beautiful mm -hmm. person, you know? So like, think of what you would tell your friend. Why not say those exact same things to yourself? Why are mm -hmm. we so hot on ourselves? You know, mm -hmm. I mean, you, you wouldn't wish that on anybody else. So you should do exactly. the same thing for you. And I listened to, um, you know, Oprah Winfrey super soul podcast and I love that podcast. Oh, so good. So mm -hmm. good. And I heard her say the other day that as soon as she opens her eyes in the morning, she just says, thank yous. Mm -hmm. And I've started doing that this last like week. And, you know, instead of reaching for my phone and, you know, mm -hmm. like, turning off the alarm. Oh, who, who's on Instagram? Ooh, who messaged me? What's happening? I'm like, <laughs> you know, I turn off the alarm. I set it down and I'm like, thank you. Thank mm -hmm. you for letting me wake up. You know, thank you for letting me stretch. Thank you for, you know, the workout that I'm going to go to. Thank you for my family. Just whatever. Thank you for let, allowing me to have a job that I go to, you know, and make this money. And it really helps to just be grateful and be present in my life and mm -hmm. and it just helps to like clear that clutter in my head like I have a lot you know mm -hmm. I and and believe me like I've had a lot of changes and I'm struggling to do what I need to do but I have a lot and we mm -hmm. all have a lot and we need to be present and thankful and appreciate what we have and 
wish what we would wish on everybody else for ourselves. Mm -hmm. That's how I try to think of it. Absolutely. I love that. And what what did mom always tell us that as the golden rule when we were going up, do it to others as you would have them do unto you. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you kind of flip that do to yourself as you would do to someone else. Yeah. You would never say half the shit you say to yourself to another human being ever. No. And I love what you said, because like last week I did a Facebook live on that, on thinking abundantly and you have to acknowledge every little thing in your life as a part of that practice of gratitude. So I've had that same practice. So let's just start off with the fact I have the most comfortable bed ever. My bed is really cozy. Mm, I it's don't know. Good. I'm in mine right now. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> and I do. When I wake up every morning, that's my first thought. And it's a practice that I've done for a long time to say, thank you for this warm, safe, comfortable bed. Yes. Like a lot of people don't have a safe place to sleep, but I do. And we have to remember that we have all of these abundances in our life. Mm -hmm. And when we acknowledge those things that are abundant, we may still want more. I mean, I want more. There's a lot more I want to accomplish in my life. But while I'm working towards what I want to accomplish, I never want to forget to say, but wow, look at how far I've already come. Look at how much I've already done. Look at how fortunate I am to have a safe life and a body that heals itself Mm -hmm. and the ability. Yeah. Some people hear, okay, I get up at four 35 o'clock in the morning, like, Oh my God. But I think how fortunate am I that this body of mine that's been on this planet for nearly 60 years now can get up every day and get out there on a spin bike and get into the gym and lift weights and have that strength. Yes. So We've got to clear that clutter of, I can't, I won't, and at least allow that space for change or ideas of change to just percolate a little bit. You know, you may really want to do something, whether it's start a business, go on a trip, write a book, whatever, whatever, learn how to surf. I don't, I don't know, learn how to ski and then say, no, I can't do it. Or I don't want to spend, you know, and I don't like to say, I don't want to spend the money. I mean, do you want to invest the money into you? Do you want to invest that money into your joy? Do you want to invest that money into your growth? Because I think as women, we have a big hang up there. It's like, I don't want to spend the money on me. Well, is it investing in something that's going to bring you more happiness? Is going to invest in something that's going to cause you to feel confident, which in my opinion, confidence equals beauty. Absolutely. And, and embrace the life you want to create for yourself. And and if you're not investing in yourself and you're not bettering yourself, you're not going to be a good wife, a good mom, a good sister. I mean, you're not going to be happy in your own skin. And it's so important to take care of yourself first before you can take care of anybody else. It is just, and I, you know, it's taken me into my forties <laughs> to really learn that, but it's true. I mean, for so long, you know, I was, oh, I can't do that because, you know, the kids have this or, you know, I got to be home. I got to make dinner. I got to do this. But you know what? If you don't make dinner, everybody survives. You yeah. Know? They'll I figure mean, out they, a way to eat. Yeah. They will figure out a way to eat or, you know what, prep some food and you know what? It's in the refrigerator. But mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, in my forties is when I started doing jujitsu and that's when I was like. I need this in my life, the confidence that it gave me. And, 
and I think it's it was good for my kids to see me oh my you gosh. know you know yeah. and like this change that happened in me and I want them to know like no you you should be independent there's something you want to do you go for it you know mm -hmm. and but again you have to give up things in order to do that right and you have to switch things around to make it happen so that that schedule can work with the family schedule right and I so 100% there was a huge change in you when you began to practice jiu-jitsu and I know you like me are huge fans of Rachel Hollis who yes. preaches move your body change your mind yes and and i am a hundred percent advocate of that when you begin a regular physical activity program you feel stronger you confident. feel more confident yes and it's it's a physical exercise but it changes you spiritually emotionally it gives you more strength to do the things you want to do in your life it does and you said something and i said something too about our age so I want to touch on that because part of clearing the clutter to create the life that you want is to drop this shit of I'm too old for that. Absolutely. You know, I am alive. And as long as I live and breathe, I have a life and I can create that life in whatever way I want it to look like. Mm -hmm. So what is the age limit to living a life? There is At what age are we supposed to just check out and go, all right, I'm just going to stay here on the sidelines now and just wait to kick the bucket. Hell you know? no, I'm going to slide into that <laughs> grave. Be like, it, it doesn't make sense, right? It doesn't make sense. Yet, no. I understand it's, you know, it is a very common belief. And I hear this all the time. Well, should I invest in myself? I'm, I'm already old. Who cares? You know, you care. And yeah. that's the point. You care. You want this in your life, whatever it is. You want a facelift. You want a trip to Hawaii whatever it is that you want if you're alive you're not too old for it yeah you're here for a reason mm -hmm. live it yeah so i'll share a story with you and, and with everybody that um so i had a really good friend of mine we've been friends for like 30 years you know her christy and lena was over here one time and my um second son who's you know in his 30s was over here visiting and my friend and i we're getting ready to go out to lunch or something. And we were doing our hair and we're putting on our makeup and you know, he was waiting for us, of course. And he was like, why do you guys even care? And we both looked at him like, what? Because we're both married because we're both over 50. Right. And he was just like, who cares what you look like? Uh, I do. <laughs> yeah. And we both looked at him and went, I care what I look like. Okay. <laughs> I care. I feel good about myself when I look like this. What, at what, what age is that cutoff? You're 35. I'm 56. Where, where, where's the cutoff? Is it 40? Is it 36? When should I stop giving a shit about myself? So that is probably the biggest clutter that I think holds people back from accomplishing goals, from feeling confident enough to pursue their goals, from looking at life and saying, this isn't the life I want that's the life I want. But I guess I don't really deserve that because I'm overweight. My hair's too frizzy. I'm over 50, whatever, whatever, whatever. Well, I and mean, so, and, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, what you just said too, like living the life I want or the relationship, I will say for a long time in my marriage, I'd be like, 
I, I would be like, geez, that's some really good English show. But uh, <laughs> I would just <laughs> I would just You are never invited back. You're I gonna know. speak like that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, I would just think like I would think too, like, I don't know that I, I can do that. I don't know that I deserve to have that life that I cre- that I have in my head. Like I was unhappy and I knew what I wanted, but I was like, I, I don't think I can ever have that because this is who I married and I made a commitment and I have kids and this is how it's supposed to be. But at what point do you go, oh my gosh, but I'm so unhappy inside and this is killing me, you know? I need to move on. And so, I mean, that's just, it's so important to take care of us. I know, I don't know if I'm kind of drifting from what you were talking about, but it just, I think as women, we just, we, we put everybody else first and we have to come first mm-hmm. as you, and, and, you know, I have some girlfriends cause I mean, this is kind of the age 45, 47, right? Like your kids are grown, they're moving out. You look at your husband and like, Ooh, is what's happening so this is, you know some people are really they make it and it's great others don't yeah. and I've had a couple of friends who are my age and they're so deathly afraid of like you know who's gonna date me who's gonna date me I'm almost 50 I'm like a lot of people are gonna want to date you are you kidding me like mm-hmm. you're a beautiful person you know and everybody just, and can I just add who are you gonna want to date girl who gives a crap who right, wants to exactly date you? who do you yeah. want Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Value yourself more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so important. So important. And, and I will say, you know, uh, our brother passed away from cancer. That was horrible. I was 21 when that happened. I was 40 when dad died. That was horrible. Watching you go through cancer was horrible. Making the decision to leave that my marriage was absolutely the hardest thing I've ever done with those three other horrible things that I had to go through. Right. And, uh, and again, I'm not advocating divorce. I'm just saying I had to do what I had to do for me and to set a better example for my children too, of what being happy and healthy looks like. And that was my path. And now they're seeing me, you know, my mom works her ass off. You know, my mom gets up every day. She goes to work. She has another job. Now she's starting mm-hmm. bartending school because why the hell not? Cause I can, and I'm going to have <laughs> a great time doing it, you know? And because of that hustle, we have what we have in our life. Like I walked into my house the other day. I'm like, this is mine. I pay for it. And this is mm-hmm. mine. And I love it. Mm-hmm. And it's because I valued myself enough to make these hard, hard decisions. But mm-hmm. on the other side of it, it was really good. Mm-hmm. So, so a lot of people might say in clearing that clutter, in letting go of what we women always or often, not always, often view as our first obligation to take care of everybody else. Yes. And if I don't take care of everybody else first, then I'm selfish. So selfishness is by definition selfishness is taking care of yourself at the detriment of someone else but we know that taking care of yourself is to the benefit of everyone around you absolutely i love what you said a little while ago and it's so true like would you rather squeeze into a pair of pants that's too small for you and then you feel like shit about yourself because you have them up the top and you're uncomfortable like you're driving home and zipping your pants and you yeah. can't wait until you get home or like i was get out these pants 
you yeah. don't feel good about yourself. You feel uncomfortable the whole day. The whole or you day. go, you know what? Come on. I'm going to buy the next size up because it fits. Yeah. It fits. And, you know, that's the size. It's going to look you know, good. Yeah. <laughs> and like I tell my customers, you know what? If you want, I'll cut the tag out. Like it's just a number. <laughs> it's just a number. Who cares? You know, it's feeling confident. And when you're, when you're dressed, you know, you feel good. You feel confident. You, you walk with your head held high, you know, you feel good and people notice you and it gives you confidence. And yeah. so you need to be comfortable in your own skin. Okay. You know, you're a size 12 now you're a size 12, you're whatever it is, accept it. And you know, exactly. maybe, maybe in six months you might not be, maybe you'll, you know, you'll be the size you want to be, but right now you need to be comfortable in your own skin and be yeah. grateful for where you are in your life. So instead of having that attitude of, I'm not going to invest this money in myself to get this next size up of pants. It's, I'm going to invest this money in myself because I deserve to feel good and comfortable yeah. at whatever size I am, mm -hmm. whatever size I am. And you're right. Like if you, in, if you make a choice that it's important to you to lose weight and you lose that weight, you find Christy. She'll give you all kinds of websites yeah, you can yeah, sell yeah. clothes on. Yeah. And the thing <laughs> is, is when you, you know, you lose that weight, you know, you're going to buy another pair of pants. You're going to be like, Oh my God, I got these pants. And you know, they're a single digit, whatever it is. And you can donate those size, those larger size to somebody that needs them. Somebody that mm -hmm. can't afford it and needs to feel comfortable for that day. Mm -hmm. I mean, and you know, better somebody, another woman's life. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I love that. So the moral of this podcast, we're still in January. We're looking at creating a year of a life that we want. It's the first steps to those lives. We've got, we talked about systems. We talked about moving your body so that you can change your mind and feel strong and feel confident. And now it's time for some spring cleaning to get that clutter out of your head. Those thoughts of, I don't deserve it. I'm not worth it. I'm not good enough. I can't do it. Trust me. You can do it. Anything you decide to do, you can do it. It's not going to be easy. You may it's need support and help along the way. Mm -hmm. Right. But if you keep putting one foot in front of the other consistently and you keep overcoming the hurdles, I can't even tell you. So this is 2020. So for, it's been, five years now that I've been working towards building this business and I had no idea how to begin. So I, but I just said, I know what I want. I know I want to reach these women. I know these women need to come together. We need to hear we're not alone in recovering from cancer and, yes. and all the things we go through. And I had zero ideas. Like what is the first step? So my first step was, well, gosh, I guess I find someone else who built a business for themselves, right? So whatever it is in your life, somebody else has probably done it or some version of it. So find them and say, how did you do that? Right? right and that's right. the first step. So you got, and, and it's never done every day. And even if, when I look back at how far I've come and I get emails and I get DMs of other women who say, hey, Laura, I want to be a health coach. Hey, Laura, I, you know, they're survivors too. And they'll reach out to me and say, I want to coach breast cancer survivors. What's my first step? What can I do? When these people reach out to me, I realize, wow, I've really come a long way. 
But no matter how far I come, I'm not where I want to be yet. You know, I have so many goals for myself and for my business and so many women I want to reach. So I all the time have to keep overcoming my self-doubt. Am I ready for this next step? Oh my God, that's a big commitment. Am I really ready for that? Is that going to work? You know, are, are people going to want to hear this? I'm launching a new course in February. I've invested a lot of time and money and videos and whatever supports and things like that. But along the way, there's a lot of self-doubt and that's okay. It's a natural thing. When you're creating a life that you want, when you're transitioning back into life as a different and changed person after cancer treatments, it's going to be a constant day-to-day -day reassuring yourself that you're worth investing in yourself. Absolutely. And something that you said too, Laura, I just, a couple things that I just want to touch on when you said it's going to be hard. I think that's something that people just need to remember. Like everybody wants a quick fix. It is mm -hmm. hard to get to where you need to be and you have to put in the work and some days really suck. But yeah, if you don't put in that work, you're never going to get to that next plateau. And and something else too, like there's never an end. There's never a, okay, got here, done, yeah. check. You know, you get here and you're like, all right, well, cool. Now I've opened this door and now this door is open. So which way am I going to go? You mm -hmm. know, and, and then you just grow and that's how you get bigger. Like you said, you didn't even know what you were going to do five years ago and look at where you've come now. It's incredible. I mean, mm -hmm. you're building this amazing business. So it's hard and it's hard work, but that's what gets us to where we need to be. And Something else too, like the self-doubt and the chaos in our head, instead of saying like, well, what if I do that and I fail? What if I do that mm -hmm. and it doesn't work out? What if, what if you say, what if I do that and I succeed? Mm -hmm. What if I do that and it's mm -hmm. amazing and it takes me to where I want to be? You know, mm -hmm. what if that next door opens? I mean, I think that's, you know, flipping those words and, you know, not being sorry for everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna share a story here. Go ahead, Christy. Go ahead. Laura gave me a necklace today <laughs> that says "Not Sorry" because I have a habit of saying "Sorry, Sorry." And I was sharing the other day that you know I'll be walking down the hall and somebody's walking at me, and I'll say, "Oh, sorry, Sorry." I'm like, "What am I sorry for? For freaking taking up space in the world? I mean, I'm allowed to walk down a hallway." Mm -hmm. So I, I was sharing this with somebody else and they said, maybe you should replace the word sorry with thank you. So I'm working on that. But, but it is those little, you know, just little games that we play in our head. So next time I, if I see somebody in the hall, I'm going to say, thank you. Thank you mm -hmm. for scooting over or whatever. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not sorry that I'm walking. I'm Jeez. in the same hallway. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm, sorry. I'm, in the same hallway. I'm grateful that I have this body that can walk down the hall in my cute shoes, right? I mean, come <laughs> on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so anyways, those are the things I wanted to touch on. <laughs> okay. I love it. Well, hopefully we brought a little more awareness to some cervical cancer in the month of January. And if you are listening and you have not had a pap smear, Go get your pap smear and yes. clear your mind. And DM Laura thoughts. let her know you did it so we can see how many people went and got it. So. Yeah, do that. Send a yes. DM and say, you know what? I cleared some of that gunk out of my mind. Here is the space I opened. What are you yes. allowing to flow? 
And I think too, I want to add before we close, for me, what keeps me going when it's really hard to keep going is I don't just think I'm building a business. I think who is the woman out there that hasn't heard my message yet? Where is the breast cancer survivor on the face of this planet that needs to hear this message and know she's not alone? And that's what keeps me going. When I feel stuck, when I feel frustrated, when it costs a lot of money, when it takes a lot of time, I think I have, have made a commitment to be of service to these people. And I know someone out there needs that. And I know it's the same for you and your business, Christy. You're like, I know some woman needs to feel better about herself, needs mm -hmm. to feel more confident about herself. Whether your passion is art, you know what? Someone may need to see that piece of art that you're creating. Whatever it is, it may speak to them. There, we each have a gift and we've come to this world with a gift and we hold ourselves back from giving those gifts. But if we think about it in a different way of not, can I do that? But rather, who needs me to do this? Mm -hmm. Who is out there that needs me to do this? And let me be there for them. Who do I need to be of service to today? Who do Absolutely. I need to be of service to? Yeah. So when things get really hard, like you just said, do you need to be of service to your children? Do you need to show your children this is the better way to live? This is how you're strong. This is how you're confident. This is how you're kind. Who are you serving by becoming and stepping in to the person you came here to be? Mm -hmm. That person you feel you want to be because it's not going to be easy. It's going to be scary. It's going to be difficult. But you create a system to get to your goals and you keep working through all that clutter that's in your mind until you get to be that person and you reach out for help along the way. Yes. Yeah? Yes, definitely. It's all definitely right. teamwork. We all need help. We all need help. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us today, Christy. I really appreciate it. And, um, you know, let's bring a little more awareness to cervical cancer and, you know, in honor of our brother, hopefully some awareness to testicular cancer, which I'm just going to throw in here because I don't think enough people talk about it, is the most common cancer for men from 15 to 35 years old. If you have a son, a brother, whoever, just like we have to check our breasts, they need to check their testicles for lungs. And uh, we need to create more awareness around that to save the lives of the young men we love in this world as well. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. All well, right. Thank you. thank you for having me too. It was fun. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. I love having Christy on here as a guest. I love having you all get a chance to hear her insights and we just have fun together. But I also love her idea and her kind of a challenge to DM me with the change you make. What clutter do you clear out of your life in order to create the space for the change you want, for the life you want to create? So you can find me on Facebook as Laura Lummer and you can send me that message. You can join my free Facebook group the Breast Cancer Recovery Group, and we can talk about what you're clearing out. You can find me on Instagram as the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach, and you can DM me there too. I really, really do want to hear from you, and I want to support you in your recovery and your transition to the life you want after breast cancer. Let's get you 
out of that pain, moving past through that healing and into thriving. If you haven't visited my website yet and downloaded my free guide, Care, Four Steps to Healing After Breast Cancer, you can find me at lauralummer.com. And Care is really a guide that I created that's four super simple basic steps, four things that you really need to get your head around as you're coming back to life after breast cancer. Thinking about self-compassion, which we talked a lot about in this show. Being aware, how you develop and increase your awareness of what you're feeling and what your needs are. How you take care of your body through proper hydration and through exercise. There's steps and resources in the guide, and I think you'll enjoy it. I'd love to hear what you think of it. But you can go to my website, lauralummer.com, and download that free guide and check it out and use those resources. So thanks for joining me today. And remember, if you haven't subscribed to this podcast, hit that subscribe button, favorite button, like button, wherever you listen to your podcast so that you never have to miss an episode of the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach podcast. And I would love and appreciate so much if you could make the time to go to the iTunes store and leave a review for this podcast. Your reviews help make it so much easier for other breast cancer survivors to find this show. And as you heard in the show, that helps me to accomplish more of my mission of reaching all those breast cancer survivors out there who need to be a part of this community and hear the message and know they're not alone in this experience of recovering from breast cancer treatment. Like I say, the unspoken phase of breast cancer treatment, this recovery that we all have to go through. So thanks for your support. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening today and clear that junk and let me know what it looks like. And I'll talk to you again next week. You've put your courage to the test, laid all your doubts to rest. Your mind is clearer than before, your heart is full and wanting more, your future's at the door. Give it all you got, no hesitating, you've been This is your moment